Welcome to Views from the Porch, a podcast where we explore what it looks like to survive and thrive in your young adult years. Each week, we talk about the biggest challenges facing young adults today and how to overcome them from God's Word based on our weekly experience in leading thousands of young adults at the porch. For more info on The Porch, visit theporch.live. Thank you for joining. What's up, guys? This is David. We are back with another episode of Views from the Porch. And I'm joined, as always, with my one and only colleague from Fort Worth, Joshua Timms. What's up, team? There's several colleagues over from Fort Worth. (laughs) Yeah. But, uh, and of course, Mrs. Elena Rose Garden Haas. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, guys. Thanks, David. Yeah, I don't know where that came from. Hey, what are we talking about today? It's 2020. 2020. There's a lot going on. Yeah. Today, what are we talking we're about? Just, we're just going to hit news headlines. And today we're going to talk about and discuss what's happening in Iran. We're doing that the whole year or just today? Uh, today. today okay, well, it. today, potentially throughout the whole year, might be jumping into, David loves politics and he just loves jumping <laughs> into like what's going on. Who Elaine and I, know. Elaine and I, uh, are more keep up with the Kardashians. <laughs> the Bachelor is also <laughs> back. Yeah, it's yeah. back. Uh, um, is it a guy? Is it Bachelor or Bachelorette? I'm pretty sure The Bachelor. Yeah. Uh, I feel like the Bachelorette thing has not happened in a while. Do they rotate? No, Hannah, remember Hannah B was the last one. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it yeah, is so The Bachelor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. Oh, got it. Yeah, right. We don't know anything. Things. What um, are we talking yeah, about? So today we're going to uh, specifically jump into what is going on in Iran and then how do we as Christians respond to what's going on there. So David, why don't, why don't you just for maybe there's some people listening that don't know exactly what's going on or maybe they just kind of see a few headlines. Yeah. Why don't you tell us what's going like, on? I think like, they're also wondering, is this about to be World War Three? Oh. <laughs> It, which is a very important question. It's a very important uh, question. So the question was, we're just talking about a Christian worldview to whatever's going on in Iran. Yeah. Elena, I feel like this was not just your major in college, Middle Eastern, <laughs> Middle Eastern uh, conflict and, and yeah. just perceptions of, yeah. How do we resolve uh, it? Yeah, go ahead. Why don't you said. break it off and tell us exactly what's going on over there? I just would like world peace. That's going to be my Miss America answer. Yeah, yeah. that Miss is America. your Miss America answer. Appreciate that. Um, Okay, so what's going on in Iran? Yeah, Iran is a country on. in the Middle East. It's uh, it's biblically known as anybody know? Oh boy, nope. Starts with a P, ends with a Urja. Persia. Persia. <laughs> That's right. I almost went Palestine, but and <laughs> actually has a role to play in the end times. That Iran will uh, be one of the nations that forms an alliance with uh, Gog and Magog, or however you pronounce those. But all that to say, uh, there's currently been a lot of back and forth interactions with Iran and the United States. You may have seen that there was um, an attack on one of their generals, uh, Soleimani, I believe is how you pronounce his name. Have you guys followed that at all? Yeah, we, I don't know how yeah. to say his name, but seen it. we basically attacked and took out and killed one of their generals who we would say, I think, or a lot of people would say um, is. And so give us grace. Again, this is a conversation because uh, the sentence I'm about to say is about to tick some people off because I'm going to say, he seemed to be a terrorist, as I understand it, or planning events that would end American lives and end lives of other people around. And um, and then there's different people who are like, no, that's not true at all. He's not a terrorist. Uh, as everything that I've I've come across as it relates to Soleimani was not a great guy and was responsible for lots and lots of lives being lost. And there was an opportunity for us to, um, you know, whether you agree with it or not, for the United States government to take out who they saw as a threat to an other American lives and peace in that area. And they took advantage of that and, and a drone strike killed him. Then there were protests that went out in the streets. Did y'all see that? 
like tons and tons of people came out to kind of mourn the loss of this yeah. person. I think it's because in the Islamic Republic of Iran, which is the actual title and name of that country, that it is the Islamic Republic of Iran. It is a nation that is governed by Islamic laws. It's a nation that is not um, a part of the West that has lots of legal things that we would be uncomfortable with, whether they're a part of Sharia law or things as it relates to honor killings, uh, for adultery or the, it's permissible to throw people who have homosexual, who practice homosexuality off of roofs. There's just a lot of crazy stuff that go on in that nation in general. And, um, and part of all that craziness is a clear hostility and anti-American and anti-Christian and anti-Israel posture of that entire nation. But all that to say, whenever this guy died, lots of mourning took place. And, um, it seems like they then attacked an American base in Iraq. That's Iran, the nation of Iran, Iran, which is right by Iraq. They then sent and attacked, I believe, like 16 different missiles on a bunker in a um, station where we had troops. There were American troops, and they attacked. No American lives were lost, and it almost seems as though Iran was kind of trying to save face. Like, hey, people, everyone's mourning the fact that this hero of ours got killed he's like the number two guy I'd be like if biden got killed and they have to give some response because mm-hmm. the nation is is upset and um and yet they also know if they go too hard to the hole against america you mess with the bull you get the horns guys go usa and so they uh <laughs> attacked almost in an effort to save face has been what i've read and come across um in fact somebody leaked that they even communicated with the base we're going to attack you evacuate that area which is pretty crazy that's why, um, yeah, it's nuts to, so, to think of. Where do you find this information out, by the way? You got to check the news, Elena. <laughs> you got to check Wait, the news. What are you news. looking at? Uh, What's your go-to sources? Honestly, a lot of the sources that I I like, I, I don't know that I would recommend or endorse on here. Right. I think the Hill has pretty decent stuff. New York Times has different things. Every every publication has become so uh, controversial since right. Trump got elected. I feel like that anything that I would say right now would would lead to controversy but i think all of those tick new york times check the hill check wall street journal um are you, you can a read cnn fox those type of mainstream ones both or? of those feel so over the top in both directions like uh if uh like you only watch cnn they will paint things um as like you know trump kissing the head of a baby he'd be like Trump inappropriately touches child without asking for permission. No means no, president. Like, that's what they would say. And if you watched uh, Fox, you're going to think that they walk on water and um, or he walks on water. And it just feels like nobody is really telling the truth truth. in either direction. The media feels more. I will say Trump brought that thing down. But all that to say, as it relates to what is a Christian perspective. So what's going on over there that uh, to the nation of Iran? Yeah, I think high level. I mean, what would you guys say? Well, high level, there's been all kinds of like turmoil there forever. And it, and it feels like for, for me at the beginning of this, before we started, it's just like, what is a Christian's response to this? And, and just everyone listening, I was convicted in just my own heart, just going like, man, I've prayed for our leaders specifically. Um, and just like how we navigate, what are we going to do with this? But then, um, you know, haven't put a ton more thought into that. And so first, first and foremost is like knowing what's kind of going on and why it matters and, and who's all got that going on. I was pulled up an article from the Hill of just like reading what's going on in Christianity because of this and just some of the, the whiplash that could come. Um, because again, uh, while it may not be true in, in, in fact, like I think 
America is also labeled kind of like as a Christian nation. And so there's some like backlash that could come with it. And so, um, I, I would love to hear from, from you, David specifically, and then anything from you, Elena, as far as how everyone listening can begin to like thoughtfully respond in the first yeah. one, I, I think is to know what's going on. But then after that, what would you say? Yeah, I think you hit on it. I mean, there's several things biblically that we're called to do. In um, First Timothy chapter two, it tells us that we're to pray for all those who are in authority in high places. So you should pray for the president, for your senators, for Congress, for wisdom, for, um, uh, and it lays out that we would live peaceful and tranquil lives. And um, so uh, the Bible commands more than you post on Facebook, you should be praying for President Obama when he was president and for President Trump as president, whether or not you agree with them uh, politically yeah. or you um, like everything that they do. There's a lot of things that I feel like Trump's tone and the way that he approaches things on Twitter is confusing. Yeah. <laughs> it's honestly, it, it's like insane at times or it seems like this is crazy. And, um, and yet there's, you know, clearly pro-life advances that are taking place. But regardless of whether I'm off put by his Twitter and I support the pro-life stuff that's taking place, or if I, uh, you know, hate his agenda in every single way, or I love his agenda in every single way, regardless of who it is, because God has placed them there, I am to pray for that person. Mm. So I would pray for wisdom for our leaders. As it relates to Iran, I would pray for, um, Christians in that country. There are thousands of Christians that are in that country. There's not many but there are thousands and thousands of people. Uh, one report I read said that over 100,000 uh, converts from Islam to Christianity, where you can lose your life mm -hmm, for doing mm -hmm. that, uh, exists inside of that country. So I would pray for brothers and sisters who are suffering over there, for God who loves every single person in the nation of Iran uh, or Iran, um, who loves them more than we love them, more than, any, more than their own parents love them, who's crazy about that entire nation, who wants them to know him, that Jesus and Christians, the message of Jesus through Christians would break out all over that country and that um, just widespread movement would take place. The third thing that I would say is Iran is in, or Iran, we're gonna insult somebody, so forgive us if you're from Iran and Iran, gonna hear that, just email me at ahos <laughs> at watermark.org. Um, That's H-A-A-S. Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh my Two A's. Uh, is, man, this, that country is a great example of the importance of worldview. Why do I say that? Like, have y'all seen uh, Iran prior to 1978 or 79? Don't know this? Like there was a rebel, you should just Google right now. Look up a YouTube okay. video of Iran back in the day. It is nuts. Like it looks it like you're- Is me out? No, it looks like what you're in it? Chicago or it looks mm -hmm. like you're in uh, an ancient American city. It was very westernized. Just say like an old, right. old footage of Iran before the Iranian revolution, before the Islamic state essentially took over and said, okay. we're gonna make this yeah. an Islamic, Islamic nation. Which was, was 79, 1979. Yeah, very westernized. The, there's a Shah there and I'm not gonna support and make uh, even the claim that I know all the ins and outs of everything that was going, but I do know it was a very westernized looking nation. And I think the Shah's perspective was, hey, let's, let's make it westernized. In fact, you Google it, it looks like you're looking at people from Cocoa Beach, Florida. <laughs> and they got like, you know, what's it called? That. What's the haircut thing where it's like the, that like bob? The bob? Is it a bob? Or like the beehive thing? It just looks like what you think of when you think the 70s. Oh, yeah, yeah. Only everybody's tan, yeah. um, you know, and because uh, <laughs> they're Persian. Yeah. And it looks like America. And then you look at footage from today and just the consequences of worldview, let alone the restrictions on their freedom, the restrictions on their, um, once it became an Islamic state, things did not get better. And so it's one of those things that we talk about all the time. A Christian 
moral foundation is behind so much of the reason why Americans think the way that they do, even though so many Christian, uh, so many Americans who are mm. not even Christian don't realize that it is not a universal belief that all people are created equal, that women should have rights. Like that's not a Middle Eastern belief. Yeah. I believe mm-hmm. it was two years ago in Saudi Arabia extended the right to drive cars to women. Mm-hmm. Like all these things that were like, that's insane. It's so unjust. Yeah. That's because there's been a Christian moral foundation that is so infiltrated and shaped the way that you and I think that everybody matters and everyone's a value, even if you've never grew up in church, like that has undergirded so much of American mm-hmm. thinking. We're unraveling a lot of that because of just the way our nation is ran from God. But point being, the nation of Iran is a great example of like, hey, you know what happens if America becomes infiltrated and overtaken by Islamic voters instead of Christian voters? You can look at the nation of Iran or Iran. Hey, David, when you say that, I when you say worldview matters, could you give us just like a quick synopsis of what you think the difference between uh, someone in Iran's, like what's their worldview over there typically? What would you say? Their worldview is what? I think that the Islamic perspective <clears throat> is... Um, is harsh towards harsh, maybe the nicest way of putting it. Uh, they do not value women and men the same. So the perspective that they have towards women is very different, that they are inferior to men. Um, uh, homosexuality, which we would say is not God's best, mm-hmm. but I'm not going to throw you off of a building for it. Sharia law would allow that in an honor killing to take place that you can kill someone if they're caught practicing homosexuality or caught practicing adultery, both of which are things that are not biblical that I would not support anybody doing. But at the same time, I'm not going to have somebody I wouldn't vote or encourage or have someone executed for, even if the law allowed it for practicing either of those different things. Those would be different reflections on how, man, the the law here is what matters. Um, I think the, uh, the, um, man, there's just so many different ways. I feel like it trickles out. It's not the most like, doesn't encourage capitalism, which by the way, neither does necessarily the Bible, but it does encourage freedom biblically. And uh, the nation of Iran seems anything but free. And so even the ability, like we are so fortunate and to whom much is given, much is expected. And if you're listening to this and you live in the United States, uh, you live in the Disney world of the world. You really do. <laughs> yeah, I love America. I mean, it's it's like you turn on the TV and you're like, dude, how could we be so blessed and so many out there not? And uh, and I think that, that Luke chapter 11 says, to whom much is given, much is expected. And so God has placed you here. He's given the resources and the amount in your bank account, the breath in your lungs and everything that you have to make him be exalted, not just in this nation, but among the nations. And so uh, for us, I think it's further asking like, what are the ways that I can partner with ministries that are over there that we can be a part of pushing back the darkness and seeing um, people uh, given the value and dignity that they deserve, regardless of their sex, sexuality, any of those things. And um, does that make sense? Or any any questions or thoughts on what are you thinking? I'm, I'm just thinking specifically to like their, the conflict going on over there and with America and all this stuff. Um, I'll say for me, how Christian's responding, how I'm responding to the situation is like, I just, when all those things were going down, I just have to like pray about it because I, I'm definitely prone to worry and prone to be anxious about it. And it can feel really like just so out of 
control yeah and like kind of what's going to happen next are we about to go into war and like what you know just so many things um can run through my mind and i can if i'm i'm very tempted to go to worst case scenario and things like that and so for me i have to be careful about how much intake i have of news and things like that because it can just get to an unhealthy place where it's just not helpful for me to know because it's like what am i personally like I can't personally change whatever's going to happen. And I have to focus on God's sovereignty. I have to remind myself that like nothing is out of his control and I can just focus on like what the Bible says. I mean, one of my favorite verses, I think it's Psalm. Um, yeah. It's Psalm one fifteen three that says our God is in the heavens. He does whatever he pleases. It just brings peace to, to me to know that God's got it. And I don't have to worry, but at the same time, it's very hard to keep that perspective. So anyways, I think there could be people listening. That's like, it's hard to read all the news and hard to stay involved and hard to know what to do because there's like, um, also a attention of how much we can contribute to the situation. Yeah. I mean, I think what you said is, uh, it's crazy how we can watch things and feel nothing or just feel so removed from them. Mm -hmm. Like today I was watching the news, uh, good morning America. I think it was, and uh, now that we've endorsed Good Morning America, there's lots on Good Morning America that seems like crazy. And George Stephanopoulos, Denoisi, like he's not even going to touch that. But all that to say, they showed something of like volcanic stuff happening in the Philippines, I think it was. And I remember being like, oh, all right, fast forward. And there are people's lives that are being in danger. And I felt yeah. convicted yeah. because I was like, oh, I'm going to fast forward through that just to get to the weather today. And my heart wasn't broken that, oh man, somebody that Jesus died for, who he loves, who he cares about, has their life in danger by a volcanic activity that could sweep out this entire area. And I'm more concerned about how cold is it going to be today mm -hmm. and just how, how we can remove ourselves from that. And I think continuing to be someone who, when I see conflict, when I see things going down, I move quickly <clears throat> to um, pray. I don't think World War III is going to happen. I think that the United States has um, been so financially prosperous and invested so much in military that uh, if Iran wanted to go to war, we would would crush them very quickly. And um, just because, again, God, too much is given, much is expected. And hopefully that never happens, and that would be insane because my guess is the people of Iran don't want that to happen. Um, and um, and that wouldn't be because you know Christians versus non-Christians that would just be the yeah. American attack. Does that make sense? Like yeah. the military power is staggering compared comparatively between the two nations. Yeah, sure. And, uh, but I th at the same time, as, as I hear that, it'd be easy for me to, I think, I think knowing that would be really easy for me. Like, okay, cool. I feel safe. <clears throat> I'm going to stay at home and I'm probably not going to think about it anymore. And, and God's word would call us to just, uh, to engage and, and to understand there are, there are believers in Iran and there are people who are not believers that God desires to be, uh, in Iran that don't yet know him. And then there are people who already know him. Who, who their lives are being um, dramatically changed by what's going on and just the conflict here, specifically the conflict with um, the U.S. And they're, they're like being a Christian over there is, is only becoming more like heightened, more dangerous, more uh, hard. And so uh, like hit your knees. And, and, and as, as you do that, go before the Lord and go like, man, is it, how else can I partner with this? Like what are, what are the ways in which I can be 
a part. Uh, and again, I, I don't want to, I, I don't want to say that it's just like, ah, praying's not that much. You know, it's a really big deal. So, so hit your knees for real, but more than anything, like knowing what's going on, um, and being educated on that and, and, and then caring. And David, I feel a similar conviction pretty often of just going like, I can, I can kind of see news and it just feels like something over there. And I don't ever allow uh, it to kind of like go, man, there are real people's lives that are, that are dramatically changed forever uh, because of this. And so we just say, man, engage, engage with that. And totally. And, Pray for pray for not only our leaders but also their leaders over there. If the totally. leaders over there began to know Jesus, that place would begin to look radically different. Radically different. Yeah, and um, yeah. So that's good, man. Anything uh, anything else kicking around in y'all's? No, we're yeah, excited. Really we, we, David has been on the, a kick for hanging out in politics, and we, we're, we're trying to draw this out of him, friend. You may be hearing lots of these throughout the year, so. Oh, wow. Be excited. Man, I'm making I'm, a pledge. I'm, I'm calling it right now. Wow. Whenever that, I need to know something about politics, I just ask David. Yeah. He knows it all. No, I don't know that I do know it all. In <laughs> fact, we're going to get an email. It happens every time from somebody being like, it's actually the yeah, Iranian totally. Revolution led to the Republic establishment. Yeah, yeah. I get it. I get it. I get it. Look. Um, did you know that burkas and headscarves were not nearly as common before the revolution? Like it transformed the country. People looked like Elena and now they're all covered up wearing, you know. <laughs> Elena's covered up for everyone. Everyone yeah. wondering. Yeah. She's very I mean. normal. Like, even that is a reflection of the restrictive yeah. perspective. I dress modestly, David. Oh, 100%, which is a great thing. But do you guys know what I'm talking about? You know what a burqa yeah, yeah, is? Yeah, no, I know. Yes, we do. I'm just kidding. That is a, another element of just, um, and dude, wear all the burkas you want. Who cares? But if you're being outlawed or you're being penalized or you're being, it's a crime to expose, you know, hair. It just feels a little aggressive to yep, me. Yeah, it does. You know, who am I? Anyways, all that. <laughs> if you have any more questions as it relates to uh, Iran, uh, you're in good company because we are anxiously waiting and expecting whatever God's going to do. We pray that he would be exalted among the nations, including in Iran. He'd give wisdom that he would spare life and the loss of life. It is tragic that Soleimani lost life. It's always tragic when someone lost life, especially if it is someone who loses their life without ever accepting mm -hmm. the savior who lost his life for them. There's no more tragic thing. And whatever horrors were committed here, the greatest horror, or by Soleimani, the greatest horror he is experiencing right now is in hell. And that's tragic. And the Lord does not delight in the death of the wicked. And, um, and so we as his people need to just be praying for his family to trust Christ and them to be saved and, and God to just work in that nation. So we will see you next time on another episode of Views from the Porch. Thank you for listening to Views from the Porch. For more information about The Porch Ministry, visit us at theporch.live or follow us on social media at The Porch.